There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Watching that man die slow left the hole. He cried for his mama as the murder unfold. If it wasn't for them phones, Chauvin would be at home. Feeling justified because of George's skin tone. I'm telling it to those with melanin, you're not alone. The new Malcolm Martin and Marcuses are now grown. America's a graveyard full of black men's bones. Portion of a powerful rap there about George Floyd from LL Cool J, who hasn't put out any new music in years, but he did drop that rap on social media. Um, Also, excuse me, uh, Rush Limbaugh appeared on the Breakfast Club radio show yesterday. And, you know, it was kind of unprecedented that, you know, he went on really any, I mean, he, he doesn't do it very often, like where he agrees to interviews or goes on other people's radio shows, especially in a radio show that represents viewpoints that uh, he may be diametrically opposed to. But, you know, listening to the two of them talk, you know, you realize how much more we have in common than differ. It sickens me what happened to him. Legitimate national outrage about a policeman's criminal brutality has been hijacked. And I don't want to forget about George Floyd. What what happened to George Floyd sickened me. And I wanted to reach out and tell you all this. I, w- I want to make sure you have no doubt. And I'm not the only American who feels this way. The senselessness of it. Yeah, they have obviously different opinions on, you know, op- opportunities that are afforded to all Americans versus some Americans and the nitty gritty of how deep systemic racism goes. But, you know, the one thing that they could all agree on was that what happened to George Floyd is completely and totally unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here this morning? The, uh, the music industry is blacking out today in response to the deep racial unrest after not just the death of George Floyd, but also Breonna Taylor and Amud Arbery and countless other black citizens at the hands of police. It's an initiative that started on social media called Hashtag The Show Must Be Paused. And it's meant to be a day to take a beat. I'm I'm reading directly from the quote here. A day to take a beat for an honest, reflective, and productive conversation about what actions we need to collectively take to support the black community. So Def Jam, Interscope, Columbia Records, Island Records, Sony ATV, Capital Republic, Warner, BMG, UMG, and independent distributor Empire are among the record labels who have joined in. But it's unclear exactly what is happening. There are a lot of strong sentiments about 
the racism and protests, and there are promises to formulate more specific directives in the future, but there's no clear definition for now. That is in process. Some labels have given employees the day off. Others aren't putting out music this week, and there are some who are donating to causes and working with nonprofits. Yeah, so in some other news here for you, Jeff, James Cameron has returned to New Zealand. He's been uh, filming Avatar there, the sequel, the next one. And evidently after making the trip, he's going to have to quarantine for 14 days. But it does look like they're going to start shooting that movie again. So that's kind of like a sign that maybe some Hollywood things are starting to happen a little bit. And also going back to work slowly. They are very slowly. And also Tim had this story in our Facebook live video this morning. But Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic from the Tiger King has lost his zoo to Carol Baskin in a court ruling. Yeah, the court basically said, hey, the zoo is going to Carol. Yeah, so the zoo that you saw in the documentary, the Tiger King, the one that's in Wynwood, is that what it's called? I can't remember the name of the actual city. Oklahoma, yeah. Oklahoma, but yeah, they ended up giving it to her, so she has full and complete control of the zoo. Do they still have animals there? I thought all those animals moved to... I think Texas that is, with that other dude. That's a coin toss. I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, man, he's probably losing his mind. That is some irony. Yeah, for sure. So that zoo is Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins. All right. Anything else on the E-News front? I don't think that's so. A- Cincinnati's Q102. Jeff and Jen, 643. Sunny skies. High of 85 today. Uh, right now it's 59 here at Cincinnati's Q102. It was... Uh, it was wild to see so many law enforcement officers standing in solidarity, or I, I guess I should say taking a knee in solidarity with the thousands of Cincinnati protesters yesterday who, for the most part, uh, demonstrated peacefully. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group, schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. But uh, we saw Hamilton County Sheriff Jim Neal taking a knee. This was the one o'clock demonstration yesterday, right? Outside the courthouse, the uh, Hamilton County Courthouse. Uh, the sheriff's actions coming during the fourth day of protests across the city. And uh, also, uh, we did see uh, Cincinnati officers. I think Chief Isaac did, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, pretty powerful stuff. I did see... Um, I, I was I, I saw Jeff Pastor. You know, we were talking to Jeff Pastor yesterday, late in the show, about his impassioned plea on. I guess it was Friday night when the violence started, mm-hmm. and uh, he was over at District One headquarters and made a, an impassioned plea on Channel Five that was just sort of very off the cuff. You know, it wasn't a planned interview. We just happened to be there, and uh, the reporter there talked to him and engaged him, and um, 
we had him on yesterday morning, and we really kind of wanted his perspective as to how we can really make a change, not just here locally, but in our country as a society. And here's a portion of the conversation. I won't play the whole thing, but this is a little bit about this is a little bit of what we talked about yesterday. How do we affect change? How do we as individuals make sure nothing like this happens again? I think that's a, that's a great question. I'll say first and foremost that, that and this is something that I'm personally uh, going to do, is to really emphasize how wrong it was for George Floyd to die like that. And as we get more videotapes out, I think... And that's that something does, we can all agree on, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So, so we start by first acknowledging their pain. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's why I'm like, you know, sometimes I can be like a kind of like a parental figure. When it comes to kids and elderly and innocent, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be a fireball. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do whatever I can, put my life on the line, because that's just, that's just my thing. I, I believe in protecting our children, right? The second thing that we need to do is understand that some of these folks are not always wrong when they say, well, we sat in the house nearly three months and only have $1,200 mm-hmm. while we watch, you know, billions of dollars go to Wall Street two times and $4 trillion in, in immediate injection of cash. These folks are angry, and, and, and dare I say that most of the folks that, are, that you're seeing rage are working-class people. The only problem that I understand is that police officers in the city of Cincinnati fit firmly within the working-class pay. Between forty-one dollars and $150,000 a year, that's 53% of Americans. Most of your cops are that way, too. So I'm telling people that you got a working-class person targeting another working-class person, and you're, you're both angry, you're both upset. There are people, there are police officers. The president of the FOP has said, hey, a few bad apples does not represent the millions of uh, one, at least 1.6 million sworn officers around this country. You feel what I'm saying? So there's an acknowledgement out there like, hey, we understand that you're angry. We know that we're in, we're in a pandemic. We're in an economic downturn. You know, you, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. As city leaders, county leaders, and federal leaders, we have to, as state leaders, we have to pull it together and say, hey, these folks are looking for economic freedom. They're, they're looking for the same support that they've seen, you know, being given to Wall Street and to, to big businesses and that sort of thing. You know, and, 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 and how does it look to a working class family, a middle class family, when they see that the stock market and S&P is doing fantastically well and the economy is back on track? No economy is not back on track. We've had to sit down for two and a half months. Our babies had to sit out of school. They're so crazy. They're doing all these other things. So I understand when that sister and that brother, both white and black, they were downtown and say, I understand why the 15-year-old kid is out here. The fleet schedule. You understand the frustration. You understand the anger. Absolutely. And I think that if we collectively understood the anger and we understand the frustration and that we were just as passionate about finding answers to the economic malaise that we're currently experiencing, that that's probably one step of the problem. The second step of the problem, and I'm encouraged by this, is when 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 I don't give a I don't give a damn which union you you are fond of whether it's the police the fire uh, the teachers the AC I don't give a, I don't give a damn what it is it is time out it's time now for all unions to be able to call out the bad actors in their union period and I'm the person that always says like listen we can rant and rave all we want to about the police union and and you know we see every time somebody is murdered we see it and I think it's wrong when somebody is murdered and I mean that's wrong too. But very rarely do we see folks with the same vitriol call out a, a teacher who is destroying the lives of his or her students. 
And I said that what you're seeing, what, what Jeff Pass was saying, it's time to be able to call out every single bad actor. And we have to get behind those people who are calling out bad, I mean, demonstrably bad actors, like we saw with, with, with Chauvin and George Floyd, right? And Jen, and Jen was talking this morning about calling out racism when we see it and standing up instead of turning a deaf ear to it. Absolutely. Because the thing is, you know, I, I tell people, you know, you can't have racism without government support. You know what I mean? And I, I tell mm-hmm. people, when you, when you call out racism, and yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people, and my, my, you know, people who look like me disagree, I believe that racism and bigotry comes in all forms. I'm one of the kids who grew up when you were dark-skinned. They used to talk about your dark skin because you wasn't light-skinned and all these other things. Bigotry in this country has affected the minorities. Bigotry in the country has certainly affected, you know, Caucasian folks and all these other things. It's, it's just right without. But, but the pernicious bigotry that we're talking about is the stuff that you're seeing now, something that lived long before you and Jim was here, long before I was here. It's that redlining. It's that, 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 that redlining. It's, it's that, that, that those home loans that, that Irish folks couldn't get, black folks couldn't get, Italians couldn't get at one time or another. It's the, 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 the cutting of Liberty Street. It's the Harrison Avenue being, being, you know, being a, a concentrated area of poverty. It's West End being de-restricted affordable housing. It's all of these things that, that is anathema to free market, free enterprise. It is literally the government that has created, in my opinion, the conditions where we have these racial tensions and we have this class tension and all these other things. It runs so, so deep. It's so systemic. And people are just not aware because they, they haven't seen it. But the recognition and the acknowledgement is a great place to start. And Councilman Jeff Pastor, we do have to leave it there just because we are out of time. But we would like to continue this conversation and stay connected to you. Yes, and my wife is a huge fan of your show. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate that. That's great. That's we said hey. That's great. And you please let us know what we can do, what actions we can take as individuals to make this better, because I think that's what we all want. Because we want to. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. you. I'm, I'm, free at, I'm free all the time. Call me anytime. I'm happy to. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, it was good to talk to him. Uh, Cincinnati Police Chief Elliot Isaac acknowledged the uh, sheriff's actions uh, when the sheriff took a knee Monday afternoon, saying several of his officers have done the same in solidarity with the demonstrators. Uh, he said many of our officers have taken a knee. I'm certainly open to it. Uh, I've talked to many community members about this. They know my thoughts about it. I've, I've marched with people plenty of times before. They know I stand in solidarity around condemning the actions of the officers from Minneapolis. And, you know, let's look at other police shootings or incidents where a death took place while a suspect was in police custody. How many times have we said, hey, let's not rush to judgment? You know, there's a lot more that we we may not know about. And in this case, it was almost instant where you had law enforcement communities across the country saying that's a no-go. Unacceptable. By time. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.